It's another week, another Thursday, another Big Gold Belt podcast. Well, you know we got to address this ROH thing that has happened. We got a lot to talk about with that. Um, And we're also going to talk about NXT uh, 2.0 and our thoughts about them after their first, uh, we'll call it event slash pay-per-view title special, whatever you want to call it. Um, Yeah, that is going to be our two for tonight. Uh, Maybe some other things may sneak in there, but we'll see. But let's jump into tonight's episode, folks. What's up, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Tonight, we got some things to talk about. Yeah, big sigh. Um, I don't even know if it's fitting, but maybe rest in peace, ROH. I don't know. We got to talk about that. Uh, and uh, as of what? Uh, October 22nd, around 3 p.m., they put out a tweet and things got really interesting beyond that so we'll, we'll break it all down it's a lot to really unfold with it uh, but before we get into tonight's conversation gentlemen happy thursday happy hey. thursday everybody yep almost another week behind us we're almost <laughs> there and almost. halloween is fast approaching yeah almost to the weekend i could use some weekend uh, but um let's let's talk about this now you know we're here in the Washington DC area. Um, I think we've been very critical about ROH and that's mm-hmm. only because that is our, that's our backyard, big promotion. Uh, we've been fans of ROH for years. Uh, we, you know, I, I feel like if anybody I listen to, we, we certainly mention ROH within one to every other week. So, this isn't something that this news broke and we're just all of a sudden about to just start talking always. We've we we have friends, uh, we've covered them um, as media, uh, mm-hmm. we've had interviews with them, um, so we've been critical yet supportive of them. So this news when it when it when it broke, it was definitely a shock. Uh, we we chatted amongst each other, uh, you know, within our chat about it. We wanted to save a lot of it for the show. Um, but it's really hard to unfold. I mean, we were just preparing for fatal, final battle, uh, which we still are going to, which we have to also talk about that, that now. I mean, Jamal, when we went to Free Enterprise, which was their free pay-per-view, we had our reserves about what does this mean? Is yeah, exactly. This not, is this, I mean, this is feeling like the same thing to me, uh, essentially, but we'll get to that. But uh, as I said, as of October 27th, which, which was yesterday, at about 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, RH put out a message on all their social media. And I think the biggest part about this is them talking about, we will be taking the first quarter of 2020 to work 
internally to reimagine ROH. So cool. I, I, I mean, essentially, to me, I said, uh, all right, I think they could use a, 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 a new identity, a repackaging, mm-hmm. an off season of something we've been saying for a while. You know, they've 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 been very. I mean, during the pandemic, they didn't run any shows. They um, they were make sure they were very uh, diligent about COVID protocols. They had the ROH bubble. You know, they did the thing that they were supposed to do. Um, but now, now as more and more news has, has, has came out, it's not really just them taking a break. All of their talent has been released out of their contracts. And let's, I guess we can kind of like remove the curtain a little bit here. ROH don't just have ROH contracts. They have network uh, paychecks mm-hmm. coming from Sinclair, which means that this is not just a regular thing happening here. This is some type of internal dysfunction between the ROH brand and Sinclair, which we've right. been very vocal about Sinclair clearly not caring about ROH. I mean, I'm tired of going to the bar, to the bar and seeing ROH on television at 1 p.m. after MASH, not even 1 p.m. <laughs> they put it on at like 1.13 <laughs> after MASH, full-blown commercials. Uh, uh, Jay Lethal still running his commercials with his cornrows from Wow, you actually right, he still is. <laughs> I mean, one more and I was, that ad. Yeah, one, one more and I was buying one, not not even playing. Like one more and I was getting one of them. Like, oh, but no. it's, it, it's, hard, it's hard for us to say that they actually value ROH. And then mm-hmm. me and Jamal, uh, we talked offline about this uh, from the last pay-per-view that we attended. We The entire car ride home, which was about an hour with stops and stuff. We talked about ROH and their uh, um, honor club and how do we make it marketable? How do we make people buy into it, invest into yeah, we it? Did, we did an episode on that. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Plus the episode, right? So we spent a lot of time and energy trying to, you know, put hope and faith back into, uh, you know, our audience and 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 and, and other wrestling enthusiasts to check out ROH because they potentially have something going. They they turned they turned the page here with new champions, uh, building up the women's division, new signees. Uh, Trisha Dore was a huge signing for them. Um, but now the this, pure title bringing that all the back. pure title yes mm-hmm. um yeah but now this now this so i don't know folks let's 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 go around the table here what what's your thoughts reactions to immediate uh when you immediately saw the, the posting or the, the tweet or the, whatever you want to call it what, what was your reaction let's start there with reactions and then we're gonna we're gonna mitigate some problem solving here if, if there's any hope left <laughs> damien or I, I t- okay go ahead will I, I tell you, like you said, I think you posted it first in our little uh, group chat. That actually thing was Jamal did. And then bam, 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 and we all started seeing it as it went out across our social media. And like you just touched on too, James, it's one thing for them to say, we're going to take a break after final battle. We're skipping the first quarter. That's concerning enough to me because it's like, okay, you just came out of a pandemic. You just had plenty of time to take a break and reimagine because everyone had to do that so that was concerning enough when the other shoe dropped within an hour or two and the word came out about 
contracts ending at final battle and you slowly saw pretty much anyone who works there putting the word out on their social media that hey i'm looking for bookings so it's like oh this is this is real this is as real as it gets because everybody started coming out of the woodwork looking for work and Heck, even just before this, I mean, the last week or two, it, it definitely raised some eyebrows that all of a sudden the Briscoes were showing up at Game Changer. Mm-hmm. That was definitely what's up with this? Because they hold don't on. never work nowhere. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, like, I think we all can agree that GCW is a promotion that says, yeah, Briscoes will work there, but Briscoes don't work nowhere. Nowhere. It's a short, it's a short trip for them to go. It's mm-hmm. it's literally their type of audience i mean and 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 it it reeks their identity so when they showed up it's a huge deal but yeah that was the the warning yeah that was the warning that something was up yeah Yeah. so i think the big concern now is just okay you're going on a break but when you add in the layer of uh we're making it clear that anyone who had to deal with us should be looking for work that doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence about the idea about y'all coming back in the spring or at the very at the minimum you're coming back in the spring with a completely different game plan to the point that you're like look we're washing our hands of everything and don't no one can count on coming back so that's what jumps out was my immediate reaction so somebody else jump in here what they were thinking as this came out before we get into Mine'll be quick. details I'll basically say I woke up to the news because I I don't really, you know, go to social media in the morning. So when I finally like woke up, saw it, I laughed because I remember when the pandemic happened, we were talking about what can they do to stay afloat? Can they survive without a better television deal for the better part of a year and a half? We have mentioned Ring of Honor with that same kind of like breath. And here we are with a long hiatus, like when a sitcom goes on hiatus for about like what three months four months and then the cast is like well we still haven't started filming we don't know when filming is going to happen but you're still in limbo that's how i look at this i look at this as a television show that went on a long hiatus they may come back in seven years they may come back in three months maybe netflix will pick them up i don't know (laughs) but that that's kind of how i looked at this and then you know to your point about the briscoes being in gcw caught me completely off guard I, I, I like to what two champs said they don't work anywhere unless it's in their backyard they don't work anywhere and that might have been the writing on the wall uh the thing that pains me the most and i'll pass to jamal is the fact that they just started to get their women's division mm-hmm. on solid ground talent and just quality matters and all for naught and uh who knows what's going to happen like i said Hopefully it's, it's a short hiatus and all these people can get their contracts back. Um, when was the last time Jay Lethal was unemployed? <laughs> so uh, he's a long, a mainstay, you know what I mean? So if he's unemployed, that tells you enough right there. So for me, the biggest thing is not necessarily the surprise because this isn't really a surprise to anyone. I mean, for all the reasons that we've mentioned before, uh, it was only a matter of time before Sinclair or Ring of Honor, or whoever their um, corporate backers are, said, nope, enough's enough, and we're going to pull the plug. Now, we don't even know where we stand as far as what the company is. It obviously still exists. It will still run shows. We're going to final battle. Um, 
you know, buying all the merch they can. But then, oh man, I didn't think about that. Oh yeah, the merch shit. reserves are, <laughs> yeah. is definitely being stocked up right now. But the idea is that um, not knowing what the future holds, there are a couple of different ways that you go on it. I'm going to be, I'm going to take the optimistic approach and say that it's smart of them to cut all of their contracts because they're just contractors. They don't have any actual staff, and what they're the reason why you would do that is to count. All the money. That's, uh, the UK did it. They call it a bank holiday. They do it three or four times a year. They just take the day off and count the money. Ha- so, half of that statement is true. They actually have employees. That's that's the difference here. Is that there is Sinclair? No, 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 employees. no. But I'm not talking about that. <clears throat> I'm talking about like actual talent. And Ring of Honor has like employees, and we're not hearing those guys. We're not hearing you know Silken and Call and Joe Koff talking about. What's going to happen? We're not hearing guys like Bobby Cruz saying anybody need a ring announcer. <clears throat> so we're not. Where, where is uh? Have we? Have we? Have we not? Because I saw somebody uh uh say that uh Ian uh Rigabani, uh is should uh is is lobbying for uh Impact and also uh what's her name? Well, I think she's still kind of talented, but she is in the ring announcer backstage capacity. Uh, but- okay. Quinn, yeah, Quinn McKay. So it, it, it's still. I know, but, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a difference between Quinn McKay and um and and Joe Coff. There's okay, a difference, so there's, there's a difference between Ian Riccoboni and um and Bobby Cruz, who's a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, not B.J. Whitmer because I know he's in AEW now, but um the other uh, Delirious. You know, when I hear Delirious yes. say, "All right, rent still due because it's almost the first. Hey, anybody got a feeler? Then that's well, when we're talking about the actual framework of the company. Well, let's talk about this, though. I mean, Jay Lethal tweet says, thank you with prayer hands. I, right. I mean, if, you, if, if you're not gone, I don't see no reason to say. But there's, again, there's a difference between talent and staff slash management slash the framework of the company itself. Mm-hmm. And right. even though these people are mainstays, uh, you know, take pick any sports team that you like. I don't care who they are. None of those people are the general manager. None of those people work in the front office. And we know, without naming names, we know people that work in the front office. So no, when I hear those names come up, and there are names that I think you can all agree with that I'm specifically not naming, that are talent and in the front office. So when I hear those names come up th- to either side of this fence, I'm going to go, oh, that's a development. And I'm not hearing any of those names. What I'm hearing from our talent that are saying, hey, thanks for the ride, and we move on. So with that said, it is smart for the company to shore up its bets because we don't know what's going to happen. Sinclair is, is getting his shit pushed in by this ransomware attack, and they and whoever did it, I think they're Russian, wants all the money, all the tea in China, to get Sinclair off the hook. Um, will they pay it? Will they have to pay it? If they pay it, then what? Um, then, of course, there's also... The ramifications from Sinclair. I have news about Ring of Honor's television show this week that won't happen because of the ransomware attack that they're not really talking about. So how much did that come into uh, you know consideration? And if Sinclair does pay this ransom, how much cost will they cut across the board? So right. <laughs> is it worth it for them to even keep Ring of Honor? I mean, what, what channel are they keeping afloat? Charge TV? So... I don't really think it, you know it is um it, it's it's a bit of a mess and not everybody's considering all the options. Um and I do think that 
yes, this is part on Ring of Honor. But then again, what can you do? If you're a chef in a shitty restaurant, it's not incumbent on you as the person that's not the owner to save the restaurant. If they give you shit to cook and you cook shit and it tastes like shit, then it is what it is. And I think that that's what we have all have all been crying about Ring of Honor for. The fact that they're owned by a television company and their biggest one of their biggest markets that just happens to be where I live. It comes on at two in the morning and later than that, if there's college football, that's a joke. The fact that no matter where you live in the country, no matter what time it comes on, it comes on at a different time for everybody. There's no nation nationwide talking point for Ring of Honor. There's no water cooler moment for Ring of Honor. There hasn't been since the HD net days. And that's dumb. So there are things, big things and small things that Sinclair could have done to you know, solidify the product. And we all have beat around and, and, and belabored the point of what that could be. And now here we are. And in the shock of it, where they released all of their talent, they are taking a quarter off to rebrand. Well, that might not be the worst thing because if you, and then now the rumors, which may or may not be true, is that the tape library is up for sale. If Good. you are the owners of Ring of Honor, and I guess that would be Joe Coff or Kerry Silken, one of one of the two. If you or are the, those or guys, the two. one of the two. Um, if you are those guys, this is the point where you where you hunker down, you count the piggy bank, and say, where do we go from here? And if they have mm -hmm. enough money to float it to be a super indie regional, the GCW of Maryland, or even if they move it out of Maryland, because Sinclair is based in Baltimore, not Ring of Honor. So, you know, or maybe they become, a, 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 you know, more like the Japanese indie company where they just float in all of these. Um, um, they don't have a stable roster. You don't know who you're mm -hmm. going to get in. Uh, you know, and I'm thinking of like Seedling in Japan where half their champions don't work for them. So mm -hmm. it, it, there, there is, the, again, this is optimistic, optimistic me thinking that in April, if they are true to their word and they do come back with Supercard of Honor, well, will it look the same? No. Realistically, should it look the same? No. This is this is a different time. This is the thing that maybe Ring of Honor needed. And now that they're free of Sinclair, let's assume that they are. Now that they're free of Sinclair Broadcasting, they can actually change with the wrestling business. And that's one thing the Ring of Honor didn't do. You can argue that they played it safe with the COVID thing, and I respect that. But as far as other things go... Uh, they are not changing with the business. GCW is, AEW is coming and kicked everybody in the ass. WWE is trying to do something different. Ring of Honor has been stagnant, and they look like a 2006 product. And that's not going to fly 15 years out of date. So I hope and pray to, uh, I'll, you know, to JBL, the wrestling god, that <laughs> they actually get their shit together. And if that means that they have to scale back production and get that 60-inch uh, Sanyo TV, the, the oh, Ring yeah. of Honor-tron, and go back to those days. <laughs> the Sanyo. And, and put together, you know, that product. I'm cool with Ring of Honor being a 2003, 2004 version of itself. Because that was peak Ring of Honor. So, delivering I mean, the best wrestling content that you can, you can arguably want in North America. So, so here's the thing. I mean, we're, we're just going to say this is the death penalty here. The Ring of Honor and Sinclair, that partnership, relationship, deal, financial uh, agreement is done. So ROH is essentially a free agent in its own. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go that direction with this here. For for me, I feel like there's enough evidence that shows that. And sure. whether because tickets have been 
uh, already purchased for this event, whether contracts or, you know, venue agreements, whatever it may be, gets them to the end of this year. Def, uh, a final battle has to happen. And beyond that, who knows? Well, but, to be fair, they only have one live event with fans, and that's final yeah, battle. Yeah, I'm just saying, um, like, but also remember, the, before they shut down, we went to their last show, which is Free mm-hmm. Enterprise. They couldn't sell out a stadium for free. Yeah, I, I get, I get right. that. Though. <laughs> I'm saying, regardless of all of that, they have to go on with the show to the point for for contractual reasons. Because when I saw this, the first thing, the second thing I thought was like, oh, well, pff, there there goes the next show. But like, oh, we're still going to do that. So for contractual reasons, I say this is why this is happening. I'm not too. I mean, when you say first quarter 2022, I mean, I, I think that's very optimistic. But well, they said me, April. Well, okay, then yeah. The big question becomes, if it does return in April 2022, in what form does it return? Because it sure as hell ain't going to be in the form it is in now. It's clear yeah. that the it spigot has been turned you, off as far as the money goes. You, so yeah, the exactly. money that's been being spent for these contracts and for production, it's clear that that's gone. So you, if it returns, it's going to have to be in a very different look a very different roster, a very different feel. I mean, what, one of the rumors we were hearing going around today, this morning, is that if they do return, it may essentially just be uh, an indie fed with TV, where there won't be a roster. It'll just be who they can get on a given t- night. Like, hell, PWG technically does not have a roster. Anyone could get signed out of there yeah. at any darn time. I guess technically I, probably the same kind of deal with GCW. But... At- if it could even run at that level to get that kind of people mm. for shows. I mean, who knows? I mean, that, that, I, that, that's, I think the big thing is if it does return, it's going to have to look drastically different because the money that was there just isn't going to be there. And that's, I mean, that in the end, that's, that's really the big story of this whole thing is, you know, we talked about so many times it just, they did the right thing during the pandemic. They kept paying everybody. They kept the lights on. Even if they weren't doing shows, everyone got paid and all this, but you can only do that for so long with no money coming in. And clearly we finally hit that wall where someone was like, "Um, how are we paying for all this stuff all this damn time? And here we are. Well, the worst they can do is be what NWA is, which is the Nick Alder show. So I hope that exactly. So I think that um, if they do start fresh and, and I mean, fresh, completely fresh with just like, Listen, we're going to sell it all. And, and Ring of Honor is worth millions. I mean, like, let's be honest. And then let's say that they do sell it all. They sell the name. They sell the tape uh, you know, rights. They retire all the championships. And they start fresh. And they call it meta. And then nobody's going to know that it's actually Facebook. Okay, cool. I mean, that's, that's fine. Because Ring of Honor started from nothing before 20 years ago. So... You know, it was it was already a thing then that was kind of bubbling. If you had HD net, you know, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. If you had the early Fox Sports, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. But when people think of Ring, Ring of people honest to God, when people talk of Ring of Honor, it's not that they're not talking about the product now, but they're definitely talking about the product then. Yeah, after it's, it's after AEW and WWE kind of siphoned uh 2014-ish, but they're definitely talking about between 2002 and 2014. That's a 15-year run. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the thing, is that anybody that's talking about Ring of Honor is obviously talking about the nostalgia of the glory days here. Yeah. So anybody that's going to invest in Ring of Honor as the name, the brand, whatever it may be, they're not going to come in and just buy 
uh, purchase the same product that was there. They're going to use the notoriety of the name. Um, I'm sure the library is going to be a very pivotal part in, in negotiations here. But like, yeah, you say, hey, yes, we we understand. Like, because you don't have a roster now, you're you're strictly buying the name because of the notoriety, right. and you going forward with saying we're going to revamp this. We're going to get some major investors involved, and we're going to start this over. And because people see the name, then people are going to. I'm want saying to sell the name to it. No, I, I I agree, but I'm saying anybody who wants to be involved with this, there's nothing to buy now but the name and the library. And I can easily see library being something WWE say we'll take. They're they're very interested in Impact's library, so I can see them saying we'll 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 take that. But at the same time, I mean, and maybe that's even different now because of the Peacock deal. So who who knows? But the WWE Network, I mean, that that reap what they would what they would have wanted. But there's nothing to buy now. You get the name. The branding, the licenses, the the, the trademark, the intellectual property, the and the yes. tapes. That's it. And the but tapes. That's it. Company. No. Yeah, not because at all. if if somebody you, were to buy AEW, you're not. No, I mean, no, the, the contracts no, no, no. are the contracts. The, go go back to go back to Hootie and them when when they when they <laughs> sold it, they got the Impact roster. They didn't they didn't have to start from scratch. They got the roster, so that is a smooth transition of. Hey, we're Dixie doesn't have the money anymore. Uh, what are we gonna do? We're gonna have to close shop. We're gonna have to get some new names in here. Oh, the UFC is another one that had to get major uh, stakeholders and investors involved to, in order to, to make the uh, the purchase of it. And you get their all of their their roster. Well, similar so, to when WWE bought WCW, and then they had all these Time Warner contracts that they kind of just said, "Yeah, we don't want y'all too expensive." They have to, they have to pick and choose. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it depends how the deals so are. WCW, they like picked like two dozen people they would keep. And then everyone right. else are like, yeah, we're not taking touching those. Yeah. So, so it just depends how someone would want to buy it. Assuming, of course, if we're talking Sinclair truly wants to wash their hands completely of it and let it go. Well, that's assuming they have the option to, because if Sinclair is right. actually filing for bankruptcy, then, then that means that they don't have to pay any of their subsidiaries anymore. Nope. Mm. Is that what's happening? That's a rumor. There is a rumor that Sinclair could file for bankruptcy sooner than later. <laughs> and if they legit go chapter 11, they can say, fuck it to all the debts. And tell you what, it, be, it becomes an asset. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 tell you, I, I tell you what, that ain't far fetched in this new streaming service war. This, Not even that. The legit ransomware attack is screwing them over. Mm. I mean, that yeah, is. That, and, that, to, to, the to, to jump in real quick. If it does go to bankruptcy court and it becomes an asset that's up for sale, they it could get bought that way. That's how Vince bought ECW. He bought it out of bankruptcy court when Vin, when Paulie went belly up. They actually wanted him to. They were talking to you should just buy it beforehand. And Vince is like, "Why am I going to do that? I can do it for a hell of a lot cheaper that's and true. buy also, pennies on the dollar in court." Also, isn't this just what happened with uh, XFL? Hmm. No, I'm trying to think the XFL. Oh, God, you mean when Dwayne and company owns the name now, and that's about it? Because Vince was going to file bankruptcy on this? Which yes. I think was a problem. Um, no, the contract was voided because Vince um, fucked the numbers. Uh, so when he fired Andrew Luck's father, and uh, he tried to, like, I think the government got involved because they wanted to know where Vince got his money from to buy the thing. And uh, so here you go. Said, SFL file, files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy after suspending operations April 13th, 2020. 
So essentially, this is what happened. The Rock and them came in and said, we'll take that okay. for the low. That's one movie for The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. And then he goes in to make Fast 9. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and essentially, all the teams and all the, the, the merchandise and license and everything just smoothly trans over. So, like, right now, we're, we're going to go to break. We're, we're going to come back and talk about this. But right now, I don't see how R.H. is even a commodity for anybody to buy unless you just need some type of notoriety to launch your indie promotion where you can say, I'm the one that owns R.H. Or do you all see somebody like WWE or AEW and them saying, hey, we'll take that feed it under as a feeder system, bada boom. But, but there's a question, who actually owns ROH? Is it an independent uh, owner or is it actually Sinclair Broadcasting? And if they do go to bankruptcy and a new parent company buys them and their assets, uh, then what happens it's- to ROH? And it does seem like it's two different things. It seems like right now, like it's definitely the death penalty. Like this is not just the uh, the the FAMU football team. This is the whole credibility wow. of the entire university right now. <laughs> like, folks, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to let's go to commercial breaks, and uh, then uh, we'll we'll come back and talk a little bit more ROH stuff. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service as well as UPS right to your computer. Whether you're on the phone sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out those orders, Stamps.com will make your life infinitely easier. All you need is a computer and a standardized printer. No special supplies or equipment necessary. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you exclusively get discounts on postage and shipping from UPS as well as the Postal Service. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup, drop it off, no traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There is literally no risk. And with my promo code POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitment or contract necessary. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD, P-O-D. That's stamps.com, promo code POD, stamps.com. You'll never go to the post office again. All right. Thank you to tonight's sponsor, Stamps.com. So we're back here for the second half of the Big Gold Belt podcast. And we have more always talk because we knew this was going to be a lengthy conversation. So <laughs> that's why we're going to get back into it. So, okay, Les, we, we, we laid the foundation about um, the issue that's at hand. Uh, we, we, we sprinkled a little bit about solutions, but let's let's talk wish list here. Let's 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 go on the fandom side of here. The entire roster is released. Right. Let's name a few perfect fittings that we see, folks. And like, it's easy to say WWE, AEW, et cetera, et cetera. But let's talk about this legitimately now because there's some interesting possibilities here. There is a lot of leadership in in these in this locker room that may may or not need to wrestle. Make it start something. Make it establish something. I mean, God knows we need something in this area. And we do know that most of the talent in ROH live in this area. So actually going on the road is actually going to be a change of pace for them. And they may not be willing to do that. I I, 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 can, I can attest to myself that. I guarantee all of them are leaving Maryland. 
No, that, that's a that's that's something else I was going to ask. Who do you think will be the first you see saying I'm relocating? I do know one person in particular that will not be relocating because they were doubling down on their income and they've made they made their way out here. So you know, unless they just like, hell with that, I'm, who knows? But uh, for me, I'm I'm just going to say that the Briscoes and GCW was, is super intriguing. I have always been a fan of the Briscoes. Uh, a couple of my favorite tag teams is FTR and the Briscoes and I always used to talk about the possibilities of them of that happening when when FTR was released I say they should have did the world tour uh like the Hardys did and whatnot um and if there's a possibility for them to be able to wrestle I would I would be down for that but before that happens I know one thing you talking about people leaving Maryland or this area the Briscoes ain't going nowhere we know that well not with that chicken farm hell no But uh, I think they're going to make do with GCW, who's bringing in a lot of income, a lot of talent. Um, and I expect to see them being pivotal faces there. Uh, and that's good because I'm interested in seeing them work more different people going forward. So uh, for my short, quick answer of, of people, the Briscoes, who's already <laughs> suspiciously appeared at GCW, now I think we can, can confirm we'll make their home at GCW, uh, so we'll see. And also, before I forget, all of ROH's titles are beautiful. I hope they don't have to give those back. <laughs> I hope they can keep them around for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> Make them become an independent title of some sort. I don't know. I, who knows? But um, yeah, uh, uh, Damien, get in there. Obvious answer that springs to my mind right now is is Rush and Bandito going to AEW and joining up with mm-hmm. Andrade and making Los Angernables just to have another trios since that title is inevitably going to pop up. Uh, I would love to see Dalton Castle in Impact. I think that's the perfect spot Ooh. for him to go because I don't think he goes anywhere else, not WWE. He's an NXT 1.0. I think he goes there, but it's not 1.0 anymore. So. I, also, I also don't think his health can sustain his back's been an issue for a long time yeah for a long time i don't think he can sustain anything other than uh uh, uh you know uh, uh, uh um a schedule like impact so i think the vast majority of the women's roster can segue right into impact if not mlw's new burgeoning women's roster i tell you um, I, I tell you what maria canellis and um and uh what's her name i, I can't even dig her name who just won the impact title um Deanna? Mickey James. No, um, Mickey, Mickey James, thank you. Pretty sure they've been on the phone all day. I forgot about NWA. Like, I'm completely forgetting about potentially people going and, to NWA. And, and, That's and, not even registering. And Gail Kim. I bet you they've been on the phone all day. Mm-hmm. I would not yeah, be surprised so- if something monumental happens between those three juggernauts. But those all are right. my, my main are- ones that stick out to me. So, yeah. What about our local girl? What about Trisha Dora? Top girl in the women's, I mean, of the men's PWI 500. She's gotten a lot of buzz online. I w- and, and, and she's fresh. She hasn't been seen anywhere on a big stage. ROH was kind of like that breakthrough, like just beginning something for her. She is really in a position where I don't, I'm curious how interested people will be in her. Because they, I think they absolutely should be. But I also don't know if they're quite aware as we might think they are. Because right. if I was WWE, if I was AEW, if I was Impact, 
if I was MLW. I, you, I think you can plug her into any of those easily. And she'd stand out and she's she's re she's ready for it. She's ready for the role. And I think Ring of Honor, like a year in Ring of Honor was going to get her to that point where everyone was going to know about it, her. It, and I'm not sure if there was enough time to make it happen yet. So I'm I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen with her. I, I had a bold prediction with her and I said she would be the female Roger Strong who would go to mm. ROH and put together mm. some amazing matches and his stock flew through the roof uh -huh. <laughs> so this was the, this, this was the stopping ground to learn technique to be under the tutelage of people like mm -hmm. Jay Lethal and, and Gresham really polish the craft right in your backyard but yeah. once you're done it is all fair game free agency is going to be beautiful so I'm right with yeah. you Will I, I don't know now but like I, I love the signing initially and you know who knows I think for a lot of the roster um, it may be the perfect time to pivot into a backstage role. Uh, as much as I would love to see, you know, some dream matches and stuff like that. I think that the people that are in the twilight of the career, uh, the Briscoes, Jay Lethal, you know, those guys, um, then you might, you know, even, hell, Dalton Castle. Um, I think you kind of, you want to get in the position to pivot to a backstage role. Um, realistically it's not that they can't go it's just that they're they aren't needed somebody fills that role already um i can't think of a single company of the big four in the u.s that needs dalton castle or jay lethal or the briscoes that base is covered with that said uh i think you know maria's already pivoted into a backstage role and she'll fit in anywhere uh mm -hmm. and, and do well um, I think a lot of the talent that they have on the women's side, whether it's Roxy or Max the Impaler, Trish, um, I, you know, you can kind of put them in anywhere. Now the question is, is is there a room? Why didn't um, you I name think, Mandy Leon? Oh, Randy, <laughs> Mandy Leon is clearly going to WWE and murdering the woman. My man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she'll be the newest member of Toxic Attraction. Don't, I mean, don't <laughs> misunderstand me. Mandy Leon versus even Marie melts the ring. I, I, yeah, I no, no. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, two out of three falls. I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, they, Mandy Leon versus Eve Marie, WrestleMania uh, in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> night yeah, one I mean, and two. I hate uh, you all. <laughs> it's a match so good that one night can't hold it. So, I mean, that, that's that's obvious. But um, but no, that is that is kind of a thing, and I do hope that uh, that that happens. Now for the other guys, um, you know, your Banditos, your Flamitas, your Flip, uh, flip Orton. Um, you know, Ooh. you know, those guys, I'm, you know, obviously they have a lot more in the tank, a lot more to go. Uh, Roosh, uh, wants to work on his gospel album, uh, you know, down in Mexico. I think he's and hurt still too, right? He's, he's all, yeah. He's yeah. also hurt, but, but he's been, you know, teasing that he's closer to the end of his career than the middle. Um, so, so who knows? And then you have guys like Gresham and, and guys like, um, uh, Josh Alexander and stuff like that. So, uh, it, uh, Matt, Matt Taven, um, you know, hey, bro. He, he's a guy Taven? that exists. Matt Taven. Ta you get Taven, you get him and his two fans. That's a yeah. package deal. You, <laughs> you um, mean those two in the honor roll? The honor yeah. club? That yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And their personal so, cameraman. That's a four-person deal right I there. I mean, that, that man main event in Madison Square Garden 
just when you think about ROH and its waning years, that man may have made a mess for the garden. Hey, let me uh, let me just name let me name some more names real well, quick. Hold on, hold on guys. one second. Who gets streamer guy? <laughs> he he already he didn't leave. He's still there, actually. Just, he, just, he's still he's still throwing streamers. He's the last right remnant. Now. He's Will Smith waiting for every why did everybody go? He's like, where yes. did everybody go? Still waiting there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let me just name some names real quick. Uh, some other folks that I think is kind of intriguing here. Okay, real, real, uh, quick, real quick, real quick. One name, one name. If anyone, and I mean anyone, signs Donovan Danhausen, I'll never watch your show again. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I fucking hate Danhausen. Go on. Way. All right, so yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the website real quick. I'm just gonna name some names real fast. So Amy Rose, Angelina Love, Bandito, the Beer Street Bruiser, uh, Brody yeah. King, Dak Draper, Dalton Castle, yeah. Dan Housen. Uh, as you stated, you wanted to see Dragon Lee, uh, EC3, uh, Flip, the Briscoes, uh, Joe Hendry, Gresham, Lethal. Yeah, you know who that is. Yeah, Joe Hendry's on Ring of Honor. Even Joe I, I didn't know he was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I stopped watching when they hired Danhausen. Okay, cool. Kenny King is an interesting person as well I too. I think King. I think he fits WWE mm. mode. Shane his... Taylor. Oh, I was getting there. I was waiting yeah, for that. That's the last cool, one. Yep, yep. I was getting there. That's that's the last bit of uh of folks. I, I think. Was mention. Yeah, honestly, STP might be the hottest commodity in Ring of Honor right now. And I know not, it's not even close. I, mean, I know that obviously there there may be b- bigger names, but y- you want uh, Shane Taylor promotions on your team. I don't give a shit who you want. Um, the whole yeah. unit, get all, get all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, package deal. And, and then you got somebody like Mike Bennett, who I you know I think he burnt his WWE bridge, but I think his pure wrestling should yeah. be noted. I can see PJ go back to Impact. I can see PJ Black going back to WWE. Um, Here's an interesting one that I do not know where home is. PCO. I thought his contract. He was, was on up his anyway. way out anyway. Yeah. 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 He he was done. Yeah, he was and, going back to Canada. And Sumi backstage role waiting. Waiting yeah, in, in AW. I mean, like, you know, Sumi's gonna be the Michael Nakazawa of of you know for the women. Yeah. Don't do not insult Sumi Sakai, call her Michael Nakazawa. Stop that. I oh. love Sumi. Cheeseburger. It's not a Russell Kingdom without cheeseburger. Oh, we're, we're, we're obviously Omega. getting cheeseburger versus Omega. Yeah, and and Tracy Williams. So you know, yeah. this is, oh wow, he's still names. there. <laughs> Wait a minute, where, yeah. where's Red Titus? Isn't he still there? He's still there too. Yeah, he's still there. Oh yeah. Damn. So I don't know, man. There's just a bunch of names that can just go places. Right. So but. a lot of those names, honestly, I think they've built enough clout where they can run the indie scene. You know, yeah. Sumi Sky. You know, he's like, listen whatever um you know she doesn't really give a shit anyway but um <laughs> but i think most of those names will can just especially since the indie scene isn't what it was back in 2002 it wasn't just some barn in indianapolis it, it's you know oh. um gcw uh ccw in, in jersey h2o house of glory starting up yeah but at the, at the end of the day i think these people have been in jobs that have been very uh um. Uh. What, 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 what do you call it? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't see them wanting to get back out there and be sort of free agents in the sense of them having stability. Is the word. But I the hustle isn't there. the same hustle that it was twenty years ago, though. Yeah, but I also think 
on the opposite end, that's because there is guaranteed contracts in more places as well, too. And I think that's where people are going to want to lobby for to say, like, I want to get back into a contract because that's all I know for the last X amount of years. I don't see Jay Lethal getting the Indies hard. But I don't know. We What I want to do is we'll, we'll pause this. There's going to obviously be more news. There's still big names that has not said anything that's going to give us more indication about the direction of things going here. And quite frankly, everybody's been looking for jobs. You know the laundry's coming soon, so we'll, we'll see what that means when, when that happens. I want to quickly talk about NXT 2.0 that just put on Halloween Havoc for the second year. Uh, the reason I want to talk about this topic is because Halloween Havoc was a great uh, event, special special event slash pay-per-view-ish. Um, but the biggest thing is that in doing 2.0, this new paint over NXT, it was a signal that they wanted to do things different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they have. I feel like they delivered. We have new champions. We have new people being put in positions. We have people who have been signed instantly being stated on the roster um, in pivotal positions. So, gentlemen, this is just a really quick go around here. What is your thoughts now about NXT 2.0, their mission statement, and have they delivered? And Damian, we'll go with you. Yes, they've delivered so far in terms of what they wanted to accomplish. When this thing first started up, this 2.0, we said, great, no more indie darlings, no more dudes and, and girls that don't fit the long-term view of Vince and Co. And we got to make them actual decent sports entertainers. And what have we gotten? Decent sports entertainers with a few blue chippers thrown in with Kratos still, still there for some odd reason. But overall... <laughs> I, I saw the highlights kind of today. I kind of streamlined it at work. And I got to admit, I was not sold on Toxic Attraction because, you know, I'm a women's wrestling aficionado. And, and just watching it at first, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But they have skyrocketed. And that cameraman, my father would say he deserves a raise, just saying. But their <laughs> talent has skyrocketed to the point where nobody cared about Raquel being the champion. Remember how when, when she beat EO, we were talking about, oh, yeah, you know, La Chingona. She's like the, 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 the new Diesel. Everybody cheered Dakota coming back, and then she loses to Mandy, and now nobody cares. Same thing with Old Man Champa. I still don't know why he has the, cha- the championship still. But we got mm-hmm. Braun Breaker getting that hopeful, that Royal Rumble push come January. They got entertaining characters. Odyssey Jones is one of my favorite people just to see uh, on, on television. And you still got the mainstays like Roddy, you know, who who pretty much is that seasoned wrestling vet, Kushida, et cetera. But did they succeed in what, they, what they're doing so far? Yes. Do I worry they're going to get a little too gimmicky with some of, like, the, the presentation? Possibly. But I'm still willing to give it a, you know, a wait-and-see approach for a first one. You know, the matches I saw, we saw the, the, the new Uso, <laughs> you know, the new Uso brother that showed up looking like an MMA fighter, straight-up Sagat style. And I dug it. So going forward, I'll, I'll say this is an upward curve, and I'm looking forward to see the next one. Okay. I would say they tore the Band-Aid off of the black and gold brand. They got the first half of it off. They got mm-hmm. it all the way to that second side, yep. and then they didn't quite pull it the last little bit because they kept that damn belt on Champa. and I just don't get why they didn't go that last little bit. They totally remade the women's division, which I thought was – I think Mandy, I thought, held up her own end of that match with uh, Raquel. 
I was worried mm-hmm. about that match. I like the presentation of Toxic Attraction, but I wasn't so sure about the in-ring. And Lord knows that ladder match was rough around the edges with yeah. uh, and JC, JC Jane. That was a little, that was definitely some rough spots in there, but I was more worried about the title match. And I thought Mandy did okay. Mandy's, I think, raised a character and they, hell, they, like I said, they've remade the women's division. The first person we saw when they rebooted that thing was we were introduced to Braun Breaker. I just wanted to see go all the way with him. You've made it clear he's the guy. You've put so much focus on him from the jump of this relaunch. I think he should have beat Ciampa and gone all the way with it and made it clear that, hey, new show, new attitude, new champion, new everything. This is what we're here for. It's to me, that was the only problem with that show where it was like you went really far with taking taking it all that far out of the way, but you left one foot still in the past with right. Chomp. And I would I would have I wouldn't have done that. But overall, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. I like the characters. I just I'm I want to see them commit completely to it. If it's gonna be new, damn it, give me new. Okay. Yeah. So I was just going to say, to just follow it up, so a big indication of new is all new champions, which they almost did, except for one. Almost. Close. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've peaked at NXT uh, recently, and it's still not there to a point where I give enough of a shit about it on Tuesdays to mm-hmm. actively follow it. Um, they're just things that just don't work for me. And I think, to be fair... I'm not into the WWE product as a style. Um, Again, it's a good thing that NXT is finally falling into the mold of a WWE style. I know that that style isn't for me. So, you know, it's like throw away the the stuff that it was before uh, because this ain't it. But knowing that that is that, it's it's just not something that I I can see myself sitting down and watching considering that there's so much more uh, wrestling on a Tuesday, which is like the slowest day of the week. Um, you know, I, there's there's just other things going on that I would rather uh, you know, sit down and watch. Uh, but if they can make it work, you know, good on them, and that's what they should try to do. But I, you know, when I saw like the Halloween vignette with um Gargano and uh, the other guy, okay, I I, <laughs> I see this is where this is where we're going. Cool, uh, you know, good good on you for for getting yeah. it done. Yeah, you're 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 entirely right. It's definitely looking like a WWE product. Um, the transition should be very seamless now going forward. This is what right. they need to do. So they they got that down pat. Um, in regards in regards to just uh the product itself, yeah, they definitely have turned the page into showing uh new people and and uh featuring talent that have recently been signed. So. Uh, all good signs to come, if you ask me. Here's something I do want to ask. With this ROH talent pool floating around, do they get hungry again? And do they convert back to old NXT? Considering no. that, No. Uh-uh. Unless you're going to take Mo- Mandy, uh, what's your face? Mandy and make her part of Toxic Attraction, like Will like right? said. That's about it. Yeah, I, I only thing I would see is that they might look at that roster and see like one or two people they want to cherry pick, maybe. But I, mm. my, I look at it like this: if WWE at any point wanted anyone out of Ring of Honor, they had their chance to get them, so they mm-hmm. would have already done it. So okay. 
I don't see yeah. any reason for them suddenly to be compelled to be like, oh my God, now's our chance. They always had their chance. They could have got people whenever their contracts were up. So no, I don't see that. Even before their contracts were up, if WWE said here, uh, here's you know some cash for you, us or them, I think a lot of more people are going to choose WWE. <laughs> right. No doubt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think we okay here. We'll 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 talk more about ROH as more news comes out about us. One day old. Um, we still are going to be at the pay per view. Um, it's <laughs> it's going to get interesting. That that's for sure. Come hell or high water, we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so fifty percent off merchandise. I tell you. What's the yeah. thing at the last pay per view that we went to uh, a couple months ago? They had like a clearance box, and it was just a cardboard box in front of the arena. Be, be clear, it wasn't a box. It was like one of those Canal oh, Street right. well, okay. trucks so, got robbed. Wow! <laughs> no, it was so, like the box was the donation box. It, no, it, it was like a seventy, a hundred gallon box. It was a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a cardboard bathtub. And there were four of them, and oh, they were God. around the arena. And it was like whatever you can grab is five dollars. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, T-shirts and all this stuff. And, and you know, if, if they had my size, I would have a lot more than I did. But um, do I really need a Matt Taven T-shirt for $5? Yes. No one needs a Matt yes. Taven T-shirt. Yes. yes, you do. Yes, you do. No one needs that. Yes, you do. I thought I did. But then I realized yes, that I didn't. Do. Um, yes, you do. And I got, you know what? I could use this Matt Taven money and take it to Royal Farms. They'll have chicken waiting for me. And that's why the <laughs> ride home took so long. Wise man, wise man. <laughs> These are facts. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 um because I know you got news and stuff. Um, let's let's um let's let's make sure we cover um also any other additional information that we haven't covered about ROH because there there is stuff still coming out um as we talk. So well, we have news. So let, let's let's get to that. Uh, if you are watching Ring of Honor this week, good for you. But uh, do note that there's going to be a bit of a change in the product. Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor said on the Twitter yesterday, because of technical difficulties experienced with our parent company, uh, this week's Ring of Honor will feature an encore presentation spotlighting the franchise of ROH, Jay Lethal. Take a look back at some of his most historic ROH matches against Jay Briscoe and AJ Styles. So, yeah, that ransomware attack is really screwing over Sinclair, screwing over their affiliates and their you know own stations around the country. Um, and some of the problems that they're having is uh, satellites are getting shut down, phones aren't, the VoIP and phones aren't working in the offices, uh, teleprompters aren't working because of internet connections are being lagged. It's 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 bad. It's it's that bad, and they are slowly struggling to get uh, through it. And these are markets big and small. So if you watch Channel 7 here in D.C., there may be a program that's gone dark. And in uh, in a parts of the country, you know, old ladies are like Jeopardy, and they normally watch it at 7 o'clock. That was replaced with a black screen between 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. No Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune to you because the program for that time slot was erased by the ransomware attack. It's please tell, Please tell me they got MASH out of there. <laughs> MASH will <laughs> never be destroyed. <laughs> We'll be dead and Magic they, still be going. They got on. these servers locked down. They're changing passwords on stuff. Yes. Yeah. That that whatever this week's ROH episode is locked up on someone's like 
thumb drive or something. Yeah, like right they're now. like playing it off of Ian Riccoboni's iPad. So like it's oh. it's a problem. Um, so yeah, the, the ransomware is real, and we don't really know what the ramifications of that uh, that will affect Sinclair, uh, and then trickle down to ROH. And this, of course, affects all of their properties, including Sinclair's streaming platform, which is called like, um, Chiller or something like that, whatever it is. But they have a streaming platform that's similar to the Xfinity thing that they're giving away. Um, and you can catch Ring of Honor on there. And it's, yeah, it's just a whole ass mess. Uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, their last show for the foreseeable future will be December 11th at 7 p.m. in the Chesapeake Employees Insurance Arena which is also known as the UMB event, UMBC Event Center out there in um, Catonsville, Maryland. It ain't in Baltimore. Stop saying that. Uh, if you have Honor Club, good for you. But uh, <laughs> it'll be streaming on that. And, uh, of course, if you can get tickets for the thing, tickets go on sale tomorrow. You better sell that some bitch out. That's all I know. Like, for all the people that claim they're fans or whatever, make your make your way to the, to oh, the suburbs of Baltimore. I'm willing it's to take not- the under on this one. Oh, yeah, I am, too. They couldn't sell out a free show. But I'm just saying, if you're a fan of Ring of Honor, damn it, and this is probably their swan song. It's possibly their swan song. You need to make it your business to make it out there in early December. Treat yourself as a Christmas mm-hmm. gift. Get your ass to Baltimore and, and go watch mm-hmm. some Ring of Honor for what could be the last time, certainly the last time this year. Yeah, you know you know what? Wait till that Briscoe crowd start hitting those GCW shows. <laughs> Oh, well, I already, well, I already saw that Man, Briscoe it, crowd on January 6th. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Now, seriously, though, if you care about them coming back in April, if you want them to have any chance of coming back in April, if Sinclair ain't unloading this thing, you got to either buy that show or throw some money down at Final Battle. Because otherwise, Sinclair's going to be like, yep, look, last show and no one gave a damn. So... Mm-hmm. You got to put, right. put your money where your mouth is come final battle if you have mm-hmm. any interest in them sticking around. Yeah. Yep. So so that's all going down. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. If you have Honor Club, then tickets go on sale earlier for you. Uh, two more days. This was t- uh, typed and tweeted yesterday around this time. And this was from Wyndham. At Wyndham6 on the Twitter, formerly known as Bray Wyatt. Uh, that two more days is now one more day. And that's of course, the day that Bray Wyatt uh, gets released from his no-compete clause. Where he will go, what he'll do, nobody knows. But what we do know, that this time tomorrow, there may be some some news about the whereabouts of Bray Wyatt going forward. I think AEW is probably the obvious, obvious move, unless he says he's going to Japan. But... I don't really see that happening considering that he's, you know, this big character actor and the Japanese would, that really wouldn't, I don't want to say fly in new Japan. And of course it would, but I, I just yeah, don't see I it mean, happening. Yeah. The road warriors, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't see it happening. So either way, um, you're wrestling it, Ninja turtle. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it, well, true. I mean, Yoshihiko is the star and that's a blow up doll, but, uh, you know, very wide and DDT could be a lot of fun too. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time tomorrow, that's what we'll say. Uh, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated has Hikaru Shida on, and he was speaking to her about losing the AEW women's title. Of course, she is the longest reigning women's champion in AEW and the first one to reach 50 wins, uh, first female to reach 50 wins in AEW. And she says in a quote, after losing the title, I was very frustrated. I thought that I could have done more and been better as champion. So this TNT title tournament means, um, TBS title tournament means a lot to me. 
It's a great opportunity to get back to the top. I've been learning so much with Kenny and Dustin Rhodes, and they teach me about what it takes to be on TV. And I, and I read this because I'm good on her for, you know, improving her English, good on her for cutting promos and being able to do this uh, this interview in English. Uh, you know, English is, is a hard language. Um, half the motherfuckers I know can't speak it correctly, and they were born here. But, uh, you know, for her to do that and, and, and get to where she is is a feat in and of itself. With that said, when Sheeta, uh, as champion, did a thing, it was kind of met with, okay. Britt does the same thing, and it's kind of met with, ooh. So I think part of it really isn't her fault as champion. I think, you know, for all that we say that representation matters, well, she's a Japanese woman in America. <laughs> I don't really see middle America looking at her and going, yeah, I want to be like her. Right. But then when Britt gets there and does the same thing, Middle America kind of goes, oh, shit, she's from Pittsburgh. I need a towel. You know, it, it kind of is what it is. But, um, you know, that's an, that's an unfortunate bit of business. But I think that's a very real possibility as it shakes out. Yeah. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, he is uh, in the hospital. Apparently, he has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Uh, I, I didn't know he was the first guy to win the Royal Rumble back in 1988. 88. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So if you believe in in prayer, then you might want to send a couple his way. And if you don't, send him some money, damn it. But um, he, he's going to need some help on his medical bills and stuff. So, uh, hacks on Jim Duggan. He's still with us for now. Uh, so hug your two by fours and uh, and wish him well as he battles pro- prostate cancer at uh, sixty seven years old. Carmella, she was on Corey Graves' podcast. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> So she says, uh, they were talking about how uh, getting respect in the business and that the model type is considered a detriment. And she basically says, when I got signed to NXT, I remember Bill DeMott, who, again, stand up guy, Uh, you're going to have to work twice as hard uh, as everyone else because you're pretty. And I remember being like, well, that's crazy. You're going to have to work twice as hard because people aren't going to respect you because of how you look. And it blew my mind. And I remember thinking, okay, noted, challenge accepted. And that's what I did. So basically, Bill DeMott, stand-up guy, told Carmella that she's too cute to wrestle, so she's going to have to work twice as hard. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, Bill DeMott is a fucking idiot. Uh, Uh, So... (laughs) So because because by that logic, by that logic, there should be an absolute uh, she beast as the greatest women's champion ever. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that me? Like Mula? Wasn't that? Well, wasn't that but they were 147 years old when they were champion, and <laughs> yeah. even still, back then when they were wrestling Mildred Burke and like Methuselah, um, you know, <laughs> they were absolutely killing it. So I can't even give them that because you know, uh, May Young. Was you know like a looker back, like in like the year seven. So yeah, <laughs> May, May, seven, seven. Yeah, <laughs> May Young could sit at the same table as Betty White. Yeah, absolutely. Truth. But that was like the Truth. first photograph taken, though. So ever, ever, ever. Yeah, it was like in sandstone. So, <laughs> so the bottom line is is that Bill Demond is a fucking idiot, and that, that's you know that's what you need to know today. <laughs> uh, WWE unveiled their 2022 pay-per-view schedule. And what I noticed was that uh, two things. Number one, 
it's a shorter list than this year. Um, I have the nine dates that they listed, but they also say there's a February date and an October date that have not been listed yet. Uh, the big things that are going to be interested in, of course, is uh, New Year's Day, uh, which is called Day One, and that's in Atlanta at State Farm Arena. They're using the TWA Dome, uh, also known as the Dome in America Center in St. Louis, for uh, go Rams for the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania is a two ninety fair in Dallas in April second and April third. Wait, in what Dallas. Rams? In, what Rams? Uh, the St. Louis Rams. As oh, as okay. Bruce and the boys, yeah, you know, you yeah, know okay, that. okay, just yeah. Yeah. okay. Um, and uh, April second and April third, WrestleMania is at the AT&T Stadium in Dallas, but it's not in Dallas; it's in Arlington, Texas. Oh, you're uh, right, kid. Have, it's Arlington. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate when they say the wrong city name, even though the bigger city's close, uh, because Fort Lar- because Fort Worth is like, what about me? Um, you're gonna have an unnamed pay per view in uh in Chicago at, at the Allstate Arena, which is in Rosemont. God damn it, uh, that's June 5th. Money in the Bank is in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, which is a I think a bigger deal. That kind of puts uh, it's a stadium show, um, mm-hmm. that they use for SummerSlam this year. So, good on Money in the Bank, July weekend, uh, yeah, July 2nd, uh, 4th of July weekend at the big uh, at the Vader Dome in um, in, in Vegas. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, July 30th, SummerSlam is at Nissan Stadium across the river in Nashville, uh, which I think is also a big deal. It's going to be hotter than a camel's ass in Nashville at the end of July, and that stadium has no roof, ain't no shade. You better go mm. late because or brings you better bring all the sunblock <laughs> uh, because mm. yeah, that's going to be a, that's going to be toasty. Um, mm. There's a Labor Day show, and this as an AEW fan is the one that piqued my interest the most. September 2nd. Uh, September 3rd, which is a Saturday, or September 4th, which is a Sunday. Uh, Labor Day, of course, is Monday, September the 5th. And it's at a pay-per-view that's unnamed. Now, of course, All Out is Labor Day weekend. Uh, and it's going to be on Sunday before uh, Labor Day, which will be September 4th. Probably in Chicago, it's where it's been, uh, at the most part. AEW usually runs a show in the Chicago area. WWE usually runs a show in Rosemont. Uh, in the Chicago suburbs, I really hope just to see blood in the streets. I really hope that <laughs> WWE runs a pay per view in Rosemont and AEW runs a pay per view down the road in Schaumburg where they normally do it or at the United Center or something. Uh, anarchy, cats and dogs living together, knife fights on the Dan Ryan <laughs> Expressway, a Labor Day weekend. I'm, I hope get it done. I, that's yeah. what I want to see. Pulling up to the entranceway and Rusev pops riding out. on the back. Exactly. I ain't even, I ain't even lying. None of this is ignorant because this is all possible. Oh, that's no, it's one hundred percent possible. No, um, so yeah, and Survivor Series is at the TD uh, Garden in Boston uh, on November twenty sixth, which feels like it's after Thanksgiving, but you know that seems like really late in the year in the month for November. Um, so that's uh, a thing, and that's some interesting dates there, and the fact that they're scaling back. Um, I don't know if they're still going to do like the network super shows or, or like, you know, like roadblock and stuff like that. They're just not calling pay-per-views anymore, but it is uh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. The Saudi show has got to be some of those gaps. Yeah. So they, they didn't name a Saudi things. show. They didn't name any of the takeovers. Um, yeah. you know, so who, I think who, what was, what was really interesting is a lot of those dates are Saturdays. Those stadium shows are all almost on Saturdays. Uh, only yeah. a few shows um, on Sundays. Yeah, um, yeah. So right, they don't know about Labor Day. That's Saturday or Sunday, and they don't know about uh, and Mania is on Saturday and Sunday. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's a couple dates on Sunday, two of them, and the rest are on Saturday. So uh, we know the, the Saudi show is going to be on a Thursday because, but it, it's going to be interesting to see. And then even still, they're still running less shows. They used to run like 17 pay-per-views a year. Um, yeah. So, Again, and that's probably still the is, Okay. Pro, I'm thinking probably what they're thinking is since they're making all those big shows, stadium events, they're probably thinking – Let's go big for our big shows with the idea and move them to a Saturday with the yeah. idea that these are destination travel events and mm-hmm. we, we make our money there. And then the ones in between, we kind of not, not as big a deal. If they get 60,000 in Vegas for uh, money, in the bank, or they get 50,000 in SummerSlam for um, in Nashville, then that's basically yeah. the equivalent of two house shows that they would have done yeah. where they can only use 15, 20,000 anyway. So, uh, the numbers are still that up, but it's just interesting to see them using more stadiums and good for them. But goddamn Nashville is going to be hotter than hell, um, you know, <laughs> come into July. As far as wrestling uh, locally in your area, SmackDown is in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. What happened time. to our area? We everywhere, so calm down. Um, you know, Defy <laughs> is out there in, in Seattle this weekend. Um in my area. H2O. Uh, they're having a deathmatch tournament uh, at Sushi Onita's coming to the U.S., um, right, Halloween. I am damn tempted to go, but that's going to happen on Halloween. Uh, Shimmer is actually running in Chicago this weekend, which is interesting. Uh, Raw's in Providence, Rhode Island. You know, so good for them. Um, San Antonio, DCPW is having a show, and I'm hearing some good things about them. AEW is out there in part of the Shimmer weekend, um, out there in um, Berwyn, uh, Illinois, uh, Philly, Ring of Honor. Uh, they're having a sh- are, are they having a show? Um, but that's that's a thing that's supposed to be happening this weekend. So a lot of wrestling happening all over the country. Um, a lot more cities that I'm seeing pop up that I haven't seen before. So I don't know if these are new cities or dormant cities uh, popping up. So it's going to be, it, you know, it's good to see wrestling still continuing to emerge. Um, hell, even not next weekend, I will be in St. Louis for AEW Rampage. So um before full gear so yeah it's a lot of wrestling happening and that's the news for this week all right then that means it's time for us to get up out of here um but like i said we will we'll keep our um attention to the twitters all those all of the social medias and whatnot to see what's what's to come of roh um as it seems they got the death penalty right now um but we'll see and i definitely gotta make sure that i make this very clear before we roll. Somebody pick up Shane Taylor and the boys. I, I'm sorry. It, that 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 that's such a hot commodity. Literally, the the only reason to watch ROH at a point. Um, they'll they'll they'll. I think they'll fit on any roster. I I can't wait to see where they go and and what they do. Um, and hopefully they still get to keep the trios title because I think that uh I think that add added a extra bit. Of, of razzle dazzle to them, but also to I mean, you get you get three to four legit wrestlers depending on how to, uh, what what tandems they're running in. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see where they end up landing. So, uh, but yep. Anybody else got anything else you want to say before we roll out? That cameraman needs a raise. Just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> how is he able to get that angle without being sued? Like legit, man. God damn it. <laughs> 
Well, Those go were... out of your way to watch the Sheeta Sheeta versus Serena Deeb match because that shit was fire. Okay. Watch that. Yeah, dynamite. That was good. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay, well, that'll do it tonight. We're here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. on Twitter Live uh, at Big Gold Belt. Um, and you can keep up with our latest news updates and so on at BigGoldBelt.com. Uh, thank you for tuning in with us live. You can catch the replay podcast episode uh, each and every following Friday on all audio platforms. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And y'all be safe. And uh, definitely help out those raw rage people because this is about to be a long road for them. For some of them. Winter for is sure. coming. Yes. Winter <laughs> is coming. <laughs> but I really